The most important relationship you have in life is the one with yourself. After all, would you rather be at odds with a person you're tied to for the rest of your life, or would you rather love and cherish them? Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, we'll talk about the eternally important task of self-love. Why is it important, and how do we cultivate it? Now, before we get into today's tips on cultivating self-love, I have a bittersweet announcement to make. Next week's savvy psychologist episode on July 30th will be my last one as the writer and host of this show. It's been an incredible experience to share evidence-based psychology tips with you every week for the past two years, and I'm so grateful for such a dedicated and kind audience. The feedback I've received from you has inspired me, encouraged me, helped me to grow, and made me more committed to furthering the science of mental health more than ever. But although I'm leaving now, I'm not stopping this important work. I'm actually working on a book on insomnia that challenges our conventional ways of thinking about sleep and provides a practical blueprint for improving sleep without medications. And I think improving sleep is the surest way to raise the water for all boats to help everyone's mental health. So if you've enjoyed listening to my episode, I think you'll like the book too. I'm excited to share more about it soon, so please make sure to follow me on social media and stay tuned for an announcement soon. Meanwhile, I'm thrilled that I'll get to introduce you to the next savvy psychologist in next week's episode. Here's just a little teaser. Dr. Monica Johnson is a very experienced clinical psychologist and expert in numerous areas of mental health, including trauma, growth, personality, race-based stress, LGBTQ issues, BIPOC issues. Now, next week, I'll interview her about her path as a clinical psychologist, her thoughts on the most important concepts in psychology, and the things that she looks forward to sharing with you as a new savvy psychologist. And with this interview, I will officially pass the torch to her as the new host of this show. So please make sure you tune in to next week's episode. I'm really excited for it. Now, let's talk about the important topic of self-love. Imagine if you had to spend the next 60 years stuck in an unbreakable relationship with someone that you have to go everywhere together, do everything together, and experience life's every joy and every pain together. Would you rather this be a person that you love, someone who also loves you, or would you rather it be a just tolerable coworker that you're stuck on a forever project with? Now the twist, the person is yourself. After all, you do have to spend every day with you for the rest of your life. You can either put up with yourself, occasionally being at odds or maybe even frequently irritated with this anchor. You could be dismissive towards yourself or even put yourself down, sowing doubt in your dreams or sabotaging your efforts to grow and love. Or you could be affirming and encouraging and compassionate. If given the choice, which relationship would you rather be in? And if it's a loving one, how can you go about cultivating that love? Today, 
let's explore a few good places to begin. Self-love tip number one, listen to your body. Our bodies are our most valuable asset. Without them, we cannot enjoy anything. We can't enjoy wine, smell flowers, create masterpieces, learn new skills, fall in love, challenge our assumptions, hug our dogs, and bodies are precious because they're irreplaceable. But you know, we often go around using our bodies as tools, pushing them as hard as they'll go or making them run on fumes. I know I'm certainly guilty of not paying attention until something goes wrong. What happens if we were more attuned to our bodies? We would probably rest during our busy days and give ourselves the best chance for quality sleep at night. We would eat more nourishing food, spend more time in nature, probably stretch more often. Precisely what your body needs, only your body would know. And if you really listen, you'll begin to rekindle a loving relationship with it. Because any relationship is built on communication. And communication is based on listening. Self-love tip number two, give yourself permission to feel. We often say things like, I know I should be grateful, but, or why am I so irrationally anxious? Or I need to just buck up and be positive. In other words, we think that our emotions are somehow wrong or bad, and we scold ourselves for having them. But emotions are never inherently good or bad. They're simply natural reactions we have to situations and often the best tools our brains have for communication, for communicating to us important things like danger, injustice, connection, desire, and need. If we label emotions as bad, we pile on shame and guilt and frustration simply for being human. If we allow and appreciate our emotions instead, we'd have greater self-awareness and self-compassion. So next time you feel anxious or angry or hopeless, don't automatically shut them down and try to manufacture, quote, positive vibes only. Ask yourself instead what this emotion feels like, where it sits in your body, and what it tells you about your current situation you may find that there's disappointment hiding under the anger or perhaps self-doubt behind that frustration. These can actually be valuable clues about what you should do. You may choose not to act out what that hot emotion wants you to do. For example, you don't have to throw things just because you're angry, but at least you're on the same page with yourself instead of fighting both your own feelings and the difficult situation. Self-love tip number three. Express yourself, gain mastery. We humans are restless, creative creatures. We simply need to express ourselves. You may not think of yourself as creative because you've never taken art lessons or been confident with a musical instrument. But not all creativity fits into the box of the traditional arts. Maybe you're the dinner party comedian who cracks people up, or you've always got the best Halloween costume. There might be an incredible brewmaster living within you if only you turn your appreciation into effort. Perhaps your dream is to hike the Appalachian Trail. 
One of the greatest ways you can love yourself is to give yourself the satisfaction of mastery and the freedom of expression. Dig into something you care about and give yourself the permission to fail. After all, you wouldn't refuse to give your best friend a birthday gift on the off chance that they might not like it, right? The gesture itself is what builds love. Now let's talk about self-tip number four, which is one of my favorites. And it is to forgive yourself and to be patient. Of course, when we give ourselves a chance to flourish, we also risk failing and making mistakes. Sometimes these mistakes are grave. They rupture our relationships with people we love, change the course of our financial or physical health, or make us question our own moral integrity. Shame and guilt can really sting. And there's a really good reason for that. For us social animals with moral brains, these self-conscious emotions hold us accountable to ourselves and to each other. But they're not very helpful when they linger, when they fester, when they make us withdraw, make us turn against ourselves. It's really hard to make true amends or grow from your mistakes when you're weighed down by the self-hatred. So how do you forgive yourself? Start by fully taking responsibility for your role in the mistake and then also letting go of the parts that were not your responsibility. Be realistic about this. Acknowledge why you did what you did. Perhaps you acted with good intentions but didn't do adequate research before making the risky investment. Perhaps in a moment of impulsive defensiveness, you insulted your partner without considering how much your words would hurt. Maybe you were feeling so low about yourself that you took solace in someone in a way that betrayed your partner. These are not excuses for your mistakes. They are honest acknowledgments that will help you to understand what happened so you can begin to make things right. And last but not least, be patient. Just as it takes time to forgive someone else, it takes time to forgive yourself too. But do actively show yourself compassion and take actions to make amends. Don't punish yourself because I bet you don't need any more reminders about that weight in your stomach. And that brings me to self-love tip number five, which is to set boundaries and be your own best advocate. Loving yourself means valuing yourself. When you value someone, you respect and advocate for them instead of taking advantage of them. Often, we're good at valuing other people, but stumble when it comes to ourselves. For example, we could be indignant on behalf of a friend who is not getting paid fairly, but make excuses to procrastinate negotiating our own salary. Maybe we'd never think to arrive unannounced at a family member's house and guilt trip them into doing us yet another inconvenient favor. But when someone else does this to us, we have a hard time saying no. What we're telling ourselves in these cases is that we're not worthwhile, that we don't think we deserve respect. Now, how can you love and treasure someone if you don't even respect them? So, set boundaries even with your closest family and friends. Stick to them kindly but firmly. Practice assertive communication skills any chance you get. 
Practice saying no to unreasonable requests in the mirror. Practice asking for what you need in the mirror too, whether it's a salary commensurate with your expertise or your partner's acknowledgement of a past hurt that still lingers. When it feels tough, pretend you're standing up for your best friend and give it all you've got. And last but certainly not least, this is my last tip to you as a savvy psychologist. And this is a self-love tip number six, knowing your guiding stars. One of the greatest love gifts you can give yourself is direction, existential direction. What does that mean? Well, you know how people who know themselves are just more attractive somehow? Their passion, their confidence, and their steadfastness in the face of uncertainty make them simply charismatic. You can tell that they're at peace with themselves, no matter the flavor of their passions in life. This doesn't mean they always have the answers to everything, but they know their guiding stars, their overarching values in life. These can include compassion, innovation, fame, faith, achievement, beauty, power, duty, generosity, peace, connection. There are no right or wrong answers. You just have to know which ones you want to follow. Not the ones your parents want you to follow or the ones that your best friend wants to follow, the one that your teacher wants or your partner wants, the ones that you want to follow. And when you know what your most important guiding stars are, you will start to find clarity with difficult decisions and feel more peace in the face of life's messiness. And with this note of hope and optimism, I thank you again for being a wonderful audience for the past two years. Let's definitely keep in touch. You can subscribe to my minimalist newsletter at www.jadewuphd.com and follow me on Twitter at jadewuphd. I'll be doubling down on mental health content with a focus on all things related to that magical thing called sleep. So thanks again for listening today and for longtime listeners for being here with me on this journey for the past two years. You can find The Savvy Psychologist on Facebook and Twitter at QDT Savvy Psych. And once again, I'm personally on Twitter at Jade Wu PhD. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Beata Santora. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thanks again for joining me, and I'll see you next week with an interview with the brand new Savvy Psychologist, Dr. Monica Johnson, for a happier, healthier mind.